You have heard her on Oprah's Soul Series. It takes a fearless spirit to live in the mystery. Now it's your turn to talk to spiritual adventurer and author Elizabeth Lesser. Or your questions and comments on a new earth, please call 866-OPRA-XM now. That's 866-OPRA-XM, 866-677-2496. Now, live on Oprah and Friends, it's Elizabeth Lesser. Hi. And welcome to Oprah and Friends Radio. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that last 90 minutes of the Samuel cast with Oprah and Eckhart Tolle as much as I did. It's so amazing that almost 2 million people around the globe experienced last week and we're experiencing right now this multimedia extravaganza at Oprah.com and on XM Radio. And to celebrate this unprecedented event, Each week at this time, Oprah and Friends Radio will be opening up the phone lines to you. And together we can expand on this important dialogue and be part of a global community. That's what's so amazing about this. Millions of people around the world joining together around this amazing book, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And I am Elizabeth Lesser, and I'm going to be your host on these evenings for the next nine weeks, and I'm really excited to be here with you. They say that in uh, times of darkness, it's easier to see the light, and that when an individual has a dark heart, it can crack open and let the light through. And I know it's a hard time for many people, and that our world is certainly going through stressful, challenging times, and that's why the fact that Oprah chose Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth, which is about changing our consciousness so we can change the world, why it's such a powerful choice for her, because our world really needs it right now, and it's it's, uh, been very touching to be part of this project, and thank you for being part of it as well, whether you're driving in your car now or listening on the night shift or at home, this half hour is for you, and I hope you'll call in, because I want to help you make what we've all been reading more real in your daily life. That's what's always interesting to me. Um, I have been asked to do this radio show because I've been involved, as Oprah said in, in a few minutes ago, I've been involved in helping Eckhart Tolle create the online curriculum for the webcast. And um, you also may recognize my voice if some of you have listened to Oprah and Friends when I've been interviewed by Oprah about the organization I'm the co-founder of, Omega Institute for Holistic Studies. And I'm also an author of The Seeker's Guide and Broken Open, How Difficult Times Can Help Us Grow. And it's out of my writing and my involvement in creating curriculum at Omega that Oprah asked me to offer this call-in opportunity for you. So um, I, I hope you'll do that and give me a call. Um, I've known Eckhart Tolle for several years because he's taught at Omega Institute. And, um, you know, for 30 years, I've helped run the Institute. And and during that time, I've probably read more self-help and spiritual books than is legal and been to more workshops um, than most people have. So I've met most of uh, the great speakers and authors, um, in our world in the past 30 years. So when I say that Eckhart Tolle is probably the most genuine 
and down-to-earth and real teacher whose work has affected me so deeply. It's in relationship to many, many other teachers I've had uh, the pleasure to be around. So we're all very lucky that Oprah has chosen him um, to be with us. So um, I'm going to take my first caller now. Denise is our first caller. And Denise, welcome to a New Earth After Show. And I understand you have a question about the ego. Yes, thank you so much. It's an honor to be there with, well, here with both of you. Uh, the question I have is, I'm having a very difficult time getting through the book. Um, I have to read only a couple of lines at a time, and I continually have to reread and reread. Now, let me add that I have been reading spiritual books for about the past 10 years. I have no problems with other books, but I'm having a very difficult time with this. Could my ego be involved? Um, well, your ego is involved because our egos always are involved because um, we're always thinking and we're always translating what we read and do and and experience through the lens of our past and our expectations. So, yeah, your um, ego probably is involved, but I wouldn't give yourself too hard a time about it. I wouldn't layer on top of the problems you may be having, um, feelings that you're not good enough or you're not smart enough. Um, I know that, you know, I, I was saying to Oprah recently that she happened to choose a very um, uh, refined and high-level spiritual book for this book club. I think she um, she's expecting a lot of all of us because she knows that this is a crucial time in human history for all of us to awaken. So you're not the only person who's having trouble with some of these concepts. I've talked to many people, and uh, you're not the only one. So don't add to your confusion any feelings of uh, self-incrimination about not understanding it. That being said, I do think that when the ego hears that its uh, perch of, of importance is being threatened, it often acts up. The ego does not want to wake up because it wants to be in control of your life. So I, I, I agree with you. I do think that... Um, some of what's going on with you may be your ego acting up. So I've got two suggestions for you. First, okay. don't lay a layer on top of what's going on, beating yourself up about it. Have Have you been doing any of that? Um, I'm no. I'm I'm uh, earnestly. I I honestly haven't been doing that. I'm just trying to find out exactly what um, why I can't get through more than a few lines. Well. When that happens, the next time when you're reading and you can't get through it, stop, be still, take a few breaths, and get rid of your thoughts and any reactions you have to your own thoughts, and try again. And there's nothing wrong with taking it slowly. Okay. I guess I guess for me it was just, uh, thank you for those suggestions. Um, it was, I was surprised because I usually whip through a book with no problem. Mm -hmm. Well, but, I think that's um, good news for you. I think there's really something in this book for you. Take that as uh, feedback from okay. your own ego that it's holding on tight and stick with it. Okay. Thanks. Right. Thanks for calling. I, I will definitely do it. Thank you All right. very much. You can tell bye -bye. it's not a whipper thrower. It's not a book to be whipped. And uh, Oprah adds that 
it's not a book to be whipped through. It's a slow metabolizing book. It's something to digest slowly, to use, to to wrestle with if you need to, to be still around. It's going to take time. Waking up, for some people, happens right away. And for the rest of us, it's a journey. So um, I want to play a clip from Eckhart that happened earlier this evening in which he talks about identifying with the ego and the problem therein. It might shed some light on the last caller. Usually when people say I, they refer to what I call me and my story, yes. which is your personal history that you identify with as yourself. So everybody has a story, of course, because everybody has a past. Now, most people are completely identified with the story that is their successes, their right. failures, right. things that happened to them, right. things that they acquired. Uh, they see themselves as a victim, they see themselves as successful, mm -hmm. whatever it is, there is a certain story that develops. Because when you ask me who am I, that's what I'm going to tell you, my story. So, um, you know, many people have called in or written in and they're confused about the word ego because um, in the vernacular that we've... Uh, all used to describe ego, we think of somebody else who's conceited. But that's not what the ego is. We all have the ego, and like Eckhart was just saying, it's nothing more fancy than the story we tell about me. And by identifying closely, exclusively with these stories we tell, we lose out on discovering who we really are, our deeper self, the self who is full of wisdom and compassion and who can see the bigger picture that's going on at all times. We have a caller on the phone right now, Lou, and he wants to know about how to apply the lessons on uh, managing relationships. Lou, welcome. Hello. Well, um, thank you for having me. Um, I don't really have a problem with um, tangible things. My issues are more, my main issue has always been with my mother. And we had a very hard upbringing, and I've let all that go, and I try to move on. My problem is that she oftentimes engages in conversations about my siblings or just vile things that she wants you to take her side. And, you know, like Eckhart said, when the woman came in with the papers, he was just quiet and calm. It's hard to do that over a phone because she continually wants you to engage her that what she's saying, that you agree with it, and she gets very angry and irritated. It makes I'm just trying to stay away from the drama. And I don't, I just don't know how to do it. I don't know how to get there with her. I try to be direct sometimes while I disagree, or I can hear, you know, I'm sorry that happened. But it's just, it never seems enough. She, you know, it, it hurts me, and I don't know how to overcome that. Mm. Oh, wow, we've all been there. Thank you for bringing that up. That's a great question. And the phone is difficult, isn't it? Because you don't get to feel as much of the body language and to relate to each other that way. But um, you can do this, and it's really important work. That, that can be your spiritual path right now, is changing the texture of your relationship with your mother. And as Eckhart said earlier, you've already done the most important work. You've made it aware in your own consciousness that you want to change the dynamic with your mother. You don't want to buy into a way of being in the world that primarily consists of complaining 
and saying bad things about other people. So um, I, I think that by, first of all, speaking about yourself and your own life to your mother in the way you would like your mother to speak to you about her life, listen to her, don't go too much. I mean, you don't want to change it immediately. You got to go slowly with people who haven't chosen the same path you have. So be with her a little bit in the old way, and then talk about your own life and model to your mother your positive feelings about other people, your positive feelings about work. Um, Don't even talk about the same people your mother's talking about. Be a model of communication that's about what's beautiful and meaningful and precious in your life, and take it slow and see what happens. Now, and I appreciate all of it. I'm 40. I've been doing this for years, and I have done those things, but it's, and I think I spent a lot of my life just thinking if I can live by example and if I can just, and another problem is that she'll often go into, like our childhood was very rough, and she did a lot of things that she shouldn't have done and handled things in the way she shouldn't, which I've moved on, but she wants to go back and make it something it wasn't. Mm-hmm. She wants to go back and say, oh, we did, you know, I did so good with this, and she wants me to engage, and I've always been there for my kids, and I've always done this, and I know that's just, mm-hmm. well, she, but she have, wants me to engage her and say, yes, you were a great and wonderful mm-hmm. mother, and you did so everything so perfect. And have you um, ever tried not talking to her for a while? I mean, sometimes people are such that if you've said it straight and if you've modeled it and being in relationship is still really hurtful to you and help keeps you from being able to give it up. I know you say you've given it up, but we all give things up and then we take it back and then we give it up and take it back. You know, sometimes it requires not a forever break, but it may require you to say something as simple as, Mom, I don't want to talk like this anymore. And if you must, maybe we shouldn't talk for a while. I know that sounds harsh, but sometimes... I I just need permission for that because... You know, I did tell her that about my father. I said, I, I can't discuss this stuff with you because it's uncomfortable on your daughter. I don't need to mm-hmm. hear these kind of things between the two of you. And, you know, basically she cut me off and, and was very angry. Well, it sounds and like you're um, giving yourself permission to do that, and you 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 should. And um, do it with love and as much consciousness as you can, and then check back in with her later. Don't cut her out of your heart. But you may have right. to cut her out just for a little while. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, one thing that really struck me deeply during the webcast with Oprah and Eckhart was the discussion about our attachment to beauty, to youth. This is something that we really feel our ego flare up enormously as life passes on and we get older and we find ourselves having to let go of the form that we think we are. And I loved the way Oprah and Eckhart spoke about it this evening. Listen to this. It's particularly hard for people who are Mm good-looking. That was never my problem, fortunately, but (laughs) (laughs) I had other problems. (laughs) I had a... I had a huge mind that says, I'm the greatest intellectual. That was my identification. Uh-huh. And then I suffered more and more, and finally I had to let go. But you identify with whatever is most obvious in your life. So uh-huh. if you have good looks, then you're most likely to identify with that. 
probably even more so for a woman right. than a man. And that for, Particularly in our society. Yes. Yeah. And so for quite a few years that works quite well, and, but then time, the monster time, does something to yeah. the body. Uh, I'm sure everyone can relate to that who's listening. Really, no matter what age you are, um, we live in a culture that is so obsessed with identifying ourselves. We identify ourselves with what we look like with our body. There's a lot of power in our body, and uh, especially for women, in what we look at like. So I have found working with Eckhart's book enormously helpful as I go through the aging process. It, the more I can identify with my inner life, my inner body, my inner vibrancy, the less uptight and obsessed I become with how I look. Because this is what happens to all of us, to all of our bodies, to all form. And um, one thing that really has helped me in my life to disidentify with my story and with my body and my form so that I become much more identified with my eternal self, my soul, my consciousness, is the practice of meditation. And one thing that we've included in the Oprah.com workbook, which I encourage everyone to go look at, whether you are listening on XM Radio to the webcast or watching it online, you can anyone can utilize the workbook. And there's lots of wonderful meditation practices from Eckhart himself and from teachers and um, authors uh, around the world who I have found some fantastic, very brief meditation practices that you can use in your everyday life. Meditation is a uh, wonderful ancient practice that's not attached to any particular religion that that is so helpful. I like to think of it as way like you know how um astronauts who are mostly military men go up into space. They see the earth from the perspective of space and almost every single one of them comes back down to earth a mystic because they've gotten this perspective of what the earth really is. And that's what meditation does for us. We become inner astronauts and we see our life in the much grander perspective. So I really recommend you go online and um, learn some of these meditation tools. You're listening to a New Earth webcast after show, and I'm Elizabeth Lesser, and I have Leah calling in. And uh, speaking of beauty, Leah, you want to talk about the issues of the body. Welcome, Leah. Hi. Thank you uh, for having me on. My question is this. Um, earlier tonight, Eckhart talked to the woman in Maui who had uh, lupus and told her that she, didn't, she shouldn't focus on it externally. And I am very overweight, and there's not, nothing I can do to, to not have that be noticed, as, as people with weight, uh, race are the same. Um, and I feel judgments that people make by just by seeing me. How can you diffuse that negative energy and those judgments? I understand you can't make people go through an awakening themselves, but how can you diffuse that negative energy that is sent to you? Mm. Well, you know, so much of what this book is about is um, relating less to what other people think about you and more to who you are, who you really are. 
and who you really are, of course, it's colored and affected by what your body looks like, by your race, by your tribe, by your weight, by your, by the form that the rest of the world sees. But that is not who you are. And as you just said, you can't control what people send your way. You can't control other people's egos. But you can work on your own ego. And the more you awaken to the truth of who you are, who you are in your deepest heart and your quietest mind and your most expanded self of consciousness, the less what other people think matters. And I know we've all heard that a million times in many different contexts, but what A New Earth has given me, and I know many people, is a real way to access who you are. And then a mysterious and almost magical thing happens. The more you know who you are, the more people see in you who you are, beyond your weight, the color of your skin, your appearance, where you live, what you do. So the real work is finding out who you are and letting that radiate out. It doesn't happen overnight necessarily. It happens with patience and consciousness work and waking up through things like we're all sharing in together. And I hope that 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 helps you. That does. And and I've already come into that a little bit myself. So, you know, I feel like I'm sending out a different message. I just wanted to be able to diffuse it a little bit easier. And that, that helps me understand that. Great. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, Gwen, thank you for calling. And um, I, Eckert also spoke of what you were talking about tonight. He talked about how um, so many of us um, eat or do other things in work to remind us that we're alive. So there's another way also, if... Um, beyond working on how you feel about yourself, people who are struggling with weight and want to make a change to their physical body, um, this book is also incredibly helpful because the more we feel into the true aliveness of our body and feed ourselves from who we are, the less we need to fill up our lives with things like food or drink or addictions or work or bad love relationships. We're going to be uh, having this conversation for the next weeks, and uh, the next week's chapter is a further exploration of the ego, and I hope you all read it and call me next week, and we can keep uh, this conversation going, because what is really, really important in this work is not just reading, but it's being in community together around the work. And later on in the book, Eckert goes into this um, this idea of building a new earth together with each other. Yes, we work on ourselves. That is the primary work, to work on easing our identification with the ego. But being a community, joining together, supporting each other, this is the great gift that Oprah has given us. And um, so may calling in. Say, may I just say, Oprah just walked in the room. Hello. Oprah, me. Hi. Hi, Oprah. I was uh, listening in the other room there. I think this is a, a fantastic virgin voyage you have just uh, commenced upon. 
For all of you who are listening on XM156, this is uh, Elizabeth Lesser from uh, the Omega Institute, who I've interviewed several times on my Soul Series here on uh, Oprah and Friends. And I just uh, called Elizabeth yesterday and asked her if she would do this half-hour show and said to her that it's going to be live, and she said, and agreed to come on and do it. So this is her first time ever uh, leading a radio show. Yay! Fantastic. And then I saw you had two minutes to ad-lib. And if you're if you're new at this, and so new that it's your very first show, two minutes seems like forever. But I wanted to just come in and say what a great job uh, you did. And thank you for all of you who listened to our webcast tonight and called in to speak to Elizabeth. I'm really uh, charged about what we're able to do through this great effort of a new earth around the world. And I know you're excited about it, too. I'm so excited, having been involved in this work for 30 years and seen slowly the community of people interested in consciousness work growing. And then to take a leap like this through, is it's just fantastic. So thank you. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. So again, next week, join Elizabeth Lesser here on the New Earth After Show with all of your questions about what went on during the webcast. Great job. Bravo to you. Yay. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Elizabeth Lesser on A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose, an Oprah and Friends exclusive. Be sure to join us every Monday at 9 p.m. in the East for a new live on-air worldwide classroom with Oprah and spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle. To register for the web event and for more information on A New Earth, go to Oprah.com.